What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Baseline Podcast. I'm joined with Eddie Bontanez this week. So uh, we got Carlos Correa signing with the Twins. Uh, Eddie's a big Mets fan, so I want to hear his opinion on that. I'm very, very disappointed that Cohen couldn't get it done. I could understand why we didn't do it. I could understand that uh, then the with the physical the giants had the same problem i can understand why we did it the longevity term but the guy played two games the guy only missed two games in 2020 he averages 143 games played every year take the shot on him man you got it you got to give him you got to give him what he wants you got to take the shot on him i know that the 12 year 312 wasn't what i what i wanted them to give him i wanted him maybe like what the twins gave him gave him six years to 200 maybe like 215 i think he made a really good decision going to the twins it's obviously what he did he wanted the money he didn't care where he played he wanted the money so i think it's just very disappointing that the Mets didn't get him but i could i can understand why they didn't take the chance and why also correa went there to minnesota instead of new york I'm I'm very surprised that the Giants and the Mets both lost them. I mean, that's just like that's unheard of. You don't you don't hear somebody signing with the team, opting out of a contract first, signing with the team, getting released, going back to like another team. Like it's just a bizarre situation that he ended up in. And I think his leg and back injury really played a big role in what teams were looking for. I mean, I don't know why the Mets didn't uh, like I don't know what the, they were really expecting, especially after San Francisco. I can yeah. also see why the Mets didn't do it because they have a bunch of really good prospects in the shortstop and third baseman position, as in like Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty, and there's also uh, their shortstop prospect, Ronnie Mauricio, who's tearing it up in the Venezuelan league right now. So I could also see why they didn't do it because maybe they want to give them the shit to, my bad, a chance to show what they have. And I also saw that they're trying to save their money for maybe Machado next offseason. So maybe we get Machado next year. I don't know. Do you think uh, – so how long did Verlander sign for? Like how long – and and Scherzer. I mean, those guys are obviously up there in age. So, I mean, if uh, – like one two. year? Two years. So, I don't know. Depending on their health and everything like that, I could see them like freeing up some space for – like you said, Machado. I'm hoping that the Mets don't get him. I'm hoping that he stays in San Diego, but I wouldn't put it past uh, King Steve over there just to put him on the roster. But yeah, I was I was disappointed and surprised that he went back to the Twins. I don't think the Twins really need him back. I mean, they're they're not like contenders really, so. What are they doing? What do you think about the Twins? I honestly think that they could show up and maybe have a good year, honestly. You have Luis Arias, who just won the American League batting championship over there. You have Byron Buxton over there, who honestly, well, I think that if he can stay healthy, he could be a top three MVP uh, candidate in the AL. And also Correa, if Correa could play as many games as he's been playing the past couple of years, I really do think that they can make the playoffs and have a run. They don't have the pitching. They don't have the good – they might not have as good pitching as uh, – they might not have as good as pitching as everyone else, but that lineup with Arias, Correa, and Buxton does look decent. 
I'd say it's pretty promising coming to the next year. What are they? The AL Central. So, I mean, they have the White Sox to deal with. Uh, Royals aren't any good. But, I mean, if they can make a run at towards the end of the season, I think they have a, they have a good chance to make it playoffs next year. I mean, a low seed, but a decent shot, it, especially if they could re-sign. Um, well, sign some pitchers. I don't know who's left, though. Obviously, the Phillies and Yankees, Mets, all those guys kind of took most of the pitching prospects coming out. But I don't know. They got a Trevor Story coming out uh, and saying that he's going to miss, like, part of the season. So with his elbow uh, surgery going on, does that do anything for uh, – does he play for Boston? Yeah. <clears throat> do you think that affects them in any way? Uh, I definitely think it hurts them. I definitely think if they have Devers and Story at the same time, they could be really good. Maybe with Jalen Duran, maybe Turner, if he could – he's old, but maybe if he could uh, do good with the bat. Uh, I definitely think Story's definitely going to hurt. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do as good now as I thought they personally were. I personally thought they would be pretty good. They brought, like, maybe Thursday in the AL East, but – as now, I really, I think they're going to be the bottom. I think they'll honestly maybe end up fourth or fifth in the ALEs. I think that the Yankees, Rays, and the Blue Jays are going to run that. All right. Since it's just you and me to like here today, uh, since you're a Mets fan, I'm a Phillies fan. I just want to hear your comparisons on what the outlook is for our teams going into next year and what the division is going to look like for the NL East. I definitely think that. Braves are still going to be a problem in the NL East. I definitely think the NL East is one of the hardest divisions in baseball. We have probably the most talented pitching division in the league with Verlander, Scherzer, Nola, Wheeler, uh, Alcantara, Cueto to the Marlins just earlier today. Uh, I think that the NL East is very, very good. I think that the Mets rotation is better than Phillies. But the signing of Soto definitely, definitely does help the Phillies bullpen a lot with Sir Anthony and having Liam Hendricks, uh, uh, not Liam Hendricks, uh, Craig Kimball, I forgot you guys also signed. Do you guys yeah. have uh, Craig, Craig Kimball, uh, Gregory Soto, and Sir Anthony Dominguez, who are three very, very good bullpen pitchers to have in the major leagues. So yeah. I definitely think you guys have a very good bullpen. I think that we have a better closer, obviously, in Diaz, but in out of, like, the whole bullpen in general, I definitely do think you guys might have the edge. The lineups, you could honestly go either way with them. I definitely think if you add Correa to the Mets, we definitely do have the best lineup. But now that you don't add him, I feel like Turner is definitely better than Lindor at short. Uh the outfield, you could give it either way. You have you definitely have the best right fielder in baseball, besides Judge. And then I think you, you have the better outfield going into the season. Well, actually, well, going into the season, the Mets probably do because Harper's out for half yeah. the year. So probably going into the season, the Mets do. But halfway through, once the, once the Phillies have Harper back out there, I think they have it. So – out of like everyone in the NL East, I honestly think it go either way, and like it's a it could, 
it could go to any of the three teams that are at the top of it. You got the Braves, who just lost Watson, but they have they have probably the best young dynasty you could honestly ask for. You have Michael Harris, you have Spencer Strider, you have Acuna, you have um, uh, Matt Olson, you have so many young good players and a good uh, AAA and AA prospects that they're set. I think that the division could just go either way. It's going to be a dogfight in the NLEs. Like, you don't, you, you, I honestly can't even tell you who I think is going to be at the top because it, I just think it's going to be so close throughout the whole year. I know the Mets always gave the Phillies uh, problems last year. Now, when it came to playoff time, obviously, it didn't work out for you guys. But then again, we didn't really, uh, us playing the Braves wasn't really, it was a good matchup. You know, it was all about the matchups going into the last postseason. But I think in regular season next year, I, I, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be pretty evenly matched. However, I do think the Mets have a huge edge, especially pitching over the Phillies. Like if you were to go into, uh, let's say, a four-game series throughout the year, I don't know if they play one, but like these guys coming in, Nola, Wheeler, Ranger, and then we got Tejon Walker and Andy Painter as our four and five guys. You guys have uh, Verlander, Scherzer. You you guys have a plethora of people to use, and they're all, like, really, really good players. So it's like it really could go either way. But considering our uh, lineup is going to be hurting a little bit with Harper being out, and if if Castellanos can't really pick up his bat next year, I think there's going to be some problems. But – who knows what's going to happen, especially with the addition of Trey Turner. But what else did you want to talk about today? I mean, I, there's not much really going on. We got spring training starting up on February 14th with pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, I saw that. Well, everyone knows it's already, but Trevor Bauer just got a – he could be he could sign any team now. Uh, yeah. It's. I honestly think that's going to be just literally insane how many teams are going to – be like we want you to come play for us like obviously we know what all happened like the whole the whole controversy with why he got suspended but then everyone found out like the, the lady asked for it and like it's a whole different like it's a whole story but yeah like i just feel like it's going to be interesting to see where he goes like what if he goes back to cleveland like what if he goes back to being a guardian like what if he goes back to the reds even like i just think a lot of teams are going to be willing to pay him a good amount of money for him to pitch because he's still picked, like oh, you got like he does he has a YouTube channel and everything like the guy still works out he does pitching videos he does a lot like I think the guy could still be a top pitcher in the MLB if he signed with a team so I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. I mentioned it to you the other day about uh, him signing with the Rangers. Like what do, what do you think the odds are of that? Because I think they're in a they're in a stage where they could sign them and they could be really, really good. I think but I don't if, know what they want to add. If they could sign Trevor Bauer with the Grom and Avaldi and Heine and John Gray, they arguably have the best one two punch in baseball. And it's, 
I don't think you could. I don't think anyone could argue this. When healthy, you can't. Like the guy's the best pitcher in the league. The Grom is the best pitcher in the league. When healthy, it's no questions asked. But when you give, if you could give him a number two, like Bauer, he had a number two in New York in Scherzer, but he wasn't there the whole year. If the Grom could stay healthy the whole year, with Bauer coming in to Texas, if he were to go to Texas. They could be dangerous, extremely dangerous. And Navaldi coming in as a three, they could be really, really good. I I completely see that as a possibility. I mean, obviously he comes with baggage, but he's in his prime too. You got to think about that. I I don't think, uh, like when the Phillies had Odubel Herrera and he got kicked out or he didn't get suspended or anything. I I forget what happened with him, but like he was around for a while even after that. So obviously a player is going to have some issues off the field if they're like that, but he seems like he turned it around, especially with what you said, uh, the the lady asked for it and whatever else is within the story. So, I mean, the prime of his career going to the Rangers, I think that's his, that's his best option if they offer him anything, but I'm hoping he does go there. I don't think, I don't know who else would offer him. You said Cleveland which would be an interesting one. I could see, like, Cleveland maybe giving him something. I could see the Mariners probably giving him an offer because they could, if they could give uh, – because Luis Castillo is the number one as of right now. Uh, if Bauer goes there, Castillo will probably still be the one. But if they could get Bauer, especially with their young lineup and young dynasty, which they're creating, they could be – very good, as like I said with the Rangers, like Luis Castillo is a very good pitcher. They're about really a very, very good pitcher. When you have a good one-two punch in the MLB, that's very good. So I think that any like any team that has a really good number one and a mediocre number two, I think that they're going to go after him. So like the Cubs kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that would be an interesting one. I think they're in a they're in a position as well, the same kind as the Rangers in a way, because they signed big names. They signed Swanson and Bellinger over the off season. They I don't know that many, that much of the pitching. Like I don't know what they did last year or who was even in the rotation, but I think they're kind of in a position that where like, hey, we got some good guys here, let's try to move on. To the next step, try to get our pitching in order. That way, we can make a postseason run because they weren't—they haven't been good in quite a few years. Um, I don't know. Not much going on. Yeah, there is not much going on in the MLB right now. I mean, I'm surprised that. I don't know. I'm just surprised Correa did what he did and went to the Twins. Yeah, it's still like yeah, I, it's it's a crazy story. It's a I do think that they're gonna. I, I'm pretty sure the Twins were already aware of what was going on with him because they are they had him last year. I just uh, something. It seems like there's more to the story than what people are. What people know because I I don't think injuries cause that much of a commotion. I guess you'd say yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like the guy averages 143 games played a year. Like, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Like, yeah, maybe 12, maybe the 12 years, 312 million was too much because of it. You're looking at the longevity of it. But if you're seeing that the guy plays 143 games a year 
and he's a 300 career hitter, you got to give him the money. If I'm Steve Cohen, I'm giving him five years, like 225 maybe. Whatever, like, yeah. whatever would make him happy to the point where he wants to be a Met. And I don't. And I also wouldn't guarantee him the money. Like I'd all, I'd give incentives, like what Correa, like what they wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I could see why Correa also did that because he made more money going to Minnesota. So like I don't hate. I'm not gonna hate Correa for doing what he did. I'm not gonna hate Correa for going to Minnesota. I still, I still like Carlos Correa a lot. It just sucks that if he was a New York Met, I think our shortstop and third base would literally be just insane. Yeah, their whole infield would be really, really good. With Pete Alonso at first and everything like that, too. I mean, that adds a bat, that adds a glove. It, it's disappointing. It's, that's what it is. But it's, it's I, I'm happy, man. That's it's just how it works. But, all right. Uh, so, we got a short episode today. Stay tuned for the Fade Podcast and Philadelphia Sports Radio. And we'll be posting this on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, follow our accounts at Buzz Talk Sports and check out our merch shop. It's in the bio. So see you guys next week on the baseline. <laughs>